Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 15, titled Subject 13. Feel like this should have been the 13th episode of Season 3, but what do I know? Uh, <laughs> now, okay, this is an episode that I've always found kind of weird, and I've always kind of struggled to find the proper way to talk about it in the context of this larger show. So, of course, this is an 80s episode, we get that 80s flashback intro, and it's all cool and fun, and... This was very clearly them trying to recapture the magic that was Peter, which, at this point, pretty much everyone agreed was the best episode of the show. Like, that was a universally acclaimed hour of television. Even people who aren't the biggest fan of Fringe loved that episode. Like, that, pretty much everyone agreed that that episode was incredible. Uh, So they wanted another episode like that. They wanted a sequel to that. And so they made this episode... And it's not a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I'm I'm by no means going to call this, like, a blight against Fringe. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try and say it's the worst thing ever, because it's not. Like, Fringe at its worst is still better than most network television, especially at the time. But I do think it's an incredibly unnecessary episode, and it at no point justifies its existence in any way, and I think it is among Fringe's weakest episodes. I think it is among the weakest episodes Fringe has ever had. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong, like, there's certainly a lot to like in this episode. Uh, The best elements of the episode are the immediate aftermath of Peter getting kidnapped from one universe to the other, uh, taken from the other side and brought over to our side. Uh, When we see, like, Peter just fully saying, like, this isn't my home, you stole me, you're not my father, you're not my mother, Uh, I had to go back home. He thinks that the alternate universe is in the bottom of the lake, he thinks the lake was the portal. Uh, So he's, like, trying to drown himself, essentially, which... Ugh, that is just a devastating moment where he's literally trying to drown himself thinking he's going back home. Like, it's just, oh, it's it's rough. It's really, really rough. Uh, but then, essentially, like, the gaslighting that Walter and Elizabeth engage in, uh, that they perpetrate against Peter, uh, saying, like, no, no, you're, you were sick for a long time, you're confused... We're your parents. This is your home. You've always been here. Uh, this is how it's always been. And Peter being like, no, no, I know you're lying to me. I know you're not my parents. Uh, and then essentially, like, Walter and Elizabeth essentially conditioning Peter to reject all the memories that don't fit in the world 
right now that don't fit into the new world he woke up into. Like, this basically... This is why Peter can't remember his childhood. Like, is this gaslighting that Walter and Elizabeth did? Like, they conditioned him to reject those memories of the other side. Like, it's... It's really rough. Like, those moments are great when we flash over to the alternate universe and see Walter in it, uh, like, just drinking himself to death and in this, like, horrible depression trying to rack his brain over how the... what happened, who kidnapped his son, where his son is, and not being able to understand. Like, those are the moments of the episode where it is great and I think it does get close to Peter. Everything else is kind of serviceable. Everything else is just sort of, okay, that's there. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just... mm, I don't think it really... It's nowhere near as good as Peter. Like, it's nowhere near as soul-crushing and brilliant as that original flashback episode. Like, and while it works on its own merits, like, it just never really feels like it adds anything. Like... When we see the Cortexafan trials, I don't feel like it adds anything to the larger fringe mythology. Uh, when we see Olivia and her stepfather, I don't feel like it adds anything to the context of fringe mythology. And yeah, we see uh, Olivia and Peter meeting as kids and having this like mo- nice moment in a white tulip field, which let me be clear... There are some people who say, this makes no sense, they're rewriting history, how do they not remember? This show's made it very clear, neither Olivia nor Peter remembers their childhood all that well. Their child, Both their childhoods are super foggy, so it does make sense that neither of them would remember this. It does make sense that neither of them, like, this is at the height of both of their traumas, so it makes sense that neither of them would really uh, retain those memories into adulthood. And it's fine, but it doesn't really add anything. Like, aside from all the stuff going on with Peter getting gaslit and Walternate drinking himself to death. And of course, you have that great ending where Olivia accidentally tells Walternate about the other side, about the other universe. Accidentally gives Walternate all the information he needs to say, Okay, uh, our son's been taken to an alternate universe and now we have to wage war against this other universe with this other Walter and all that. Like, aside from all of that stuff, this episode never really justifies its own existence in the way that Peter did. Because when you watch Peter, that episode is essential. Like, you cannot appreciate Fringe to the fullest extent without watching Peter. Like, Peter is an essential, essential episode. This episode, it could be entirely cut out and... Almost nothing would change. Almost nothing would be lost. And that's really what kills this episode for me. And what makes it, like, among the weakest of the entire series. Again, it's not bad. There's plenty of stuff to love about it. And and I'm not gonna say this is, like, an embarrassment or anything like that. But, like, boy, did they never justify their own existence. Like, there's enough emotional weight there to make it satisfying. But... Again, like, this could have been cut out and not really much would have been lost. Like, this is a... Let me put it this way. This episode is remarkable 
in how unremarkable it is. That's the best way I can describe this episode. Like, it's remarkable in how little it does. Like, it's remarkable in just how much of a giant pile of nothing it is. Perfectly watchable. Perfectly enjoyable. Perfectly decent. Again, Fringe at its worst. It's better than most network shows of the era at their best. But, boy did we not need it. Boy does this add literally nothing uh, to the Fringe mythos. And it can be easily skipped. It it really, really can. And I can't really say that for a lot of episodes. Uh, At least a, a lot of episodes that aren't, like, straight up fillers. Which, I don't know, I guess this could be qualified as a filler, but I I guess you'd expect not a filler from a flashback episode. Like, when you're watching a flashback episode, you expect it to be important. You expect it to really add something. And this episode kind of failed at doing that? I don't know. It's very... It's very middle of the road. It really, really is. I don't hate it. Uh, but I'm not gonna sit here and say it's as great as the average episode of Fringe. Like, this is, I think, a below average. Which, by French standards, means it's still decent. Uh, I know, uh, so usually I put this segment at the e- at the beginning of the episode, but because I talked about this way more generally, and I talked about this way more in a, uh, critiquing way, uh, I'll put this at the end. Uh, we got some more info on the alternate universe, so now it's time for... THINGS! That are different. <laughs> oh boy, that intro. Why did I commit to that? Uh, so we learned some stuff about the alternate universe. Uh, first off, in that universe, the Dodgers are still in Brooklyn. They never made the move to LA. Uh, they're still a Brooklyn team, and that's a thing. Also. The Green Lantern is the Red Lantern. So, I know the mythology of Green Lantern. That means that in the alternate universe, the Green Lantern, or the Red Lantern rather, rather than having powers fueled by will, are having powers fueled by anger. Anger's red, right? Yeah, that's that, that's anger. So rather than willpower, it's anger power. I wonder if that's intentional. Oh my god. I wonder if this was sort of like a subtle commentary on what drives both Walters. Like, our Walter is driven by willpower, Walternet's driven by anger. Oh my god, this... This little minute difference in the universes is so much deeper than I thought it was. Oh my god. That probably, that almost certainly was unintentional. But I kind of love that that's a thing. Uh, Also, apparently in the 80s, Walternet had a company called Bishop Dynamic. What an original second half of the name there. (laughs) Instead of Massive Dynamic... Which William Bell started, it's Bishop Dynamic. How original. Uh, and yeah, that's it for things that are different. Had <laughs> a sweet voice crack in the middle of that there that I'm sure everyone caught and is making fun of me for. Uh, but yeah, this episode, 
It exists. It's there. It's fine. It, there, there's nothing wrong with it, per se, but, like, you can skip it. You can skip it, and there's not really much you will lose from it. Like, it's just, it never really, it never really justifies its existence, which is a shame. It, it really, really is a shame. Because there are some, there are some great stuff in there. Truly. Anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd. I almost forgot it again. TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark. Pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 16. uh, An episode that is not totally unnecessary. Talk to you then.